Hey there, this is Liz with a quick note for those of you headed to the Women in Aviation International Conference in Orlando. Please join me on opening night for the Authors Connect Reading and Reception presented by United Airlines and Pass International. We have an incredible lineup of authors who will read from their work and who you'll be able to mingle with in a more intimate setting than the conference hall. We'll have heavy appetizers, a cash bar, and some giveaways, so don't miss it. This is a limited ticket event, so visit my link tree at the bottom of my show notes to get your tickets before they sell out. Also, come visit the Authors Connect table, which will be in the Cypress alcove outside the exhibit hall. Check the dailies for author signing times, but come by anytime to peruse the bookshop and stock up on your aviatrix literature. I also have some fun, inspirational literary aviatrix charm bracelets and aviatrix journals there for you to purchase to help fund my outreach activities. Happy reading and see you in Orlando. Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from season two, episode eight, in my interview with thriller novelist Sandy Parks. And in it, she talks about her writing life and gives us a tip on how she navigated the writer's conference circuit in search of agents. You know, you talk about being a slow writer, but and maybe it's just a function of time, but it feels like you're fairly pro- prolific in at least within <laughs> our our uh, group. You've written so many books. How do you like what does your writing life look like? How do you structure your day? Do you do you work full time or were you writing when you were working full time and how did you how did you work through that? Well, I, when I really started writing a lot, uh, I was working and writing when I first started. Um, but later, uh, we, my husband had to move for, he was doing a year in one place and then moving right on to the next. So I didn't even try to get a job and I just wrote. And so that's, I wrote like two books in that, in that one year. Yeah, for me, that's a lot. And those two books, no one will ever see, but <laughs> that, was, that was the good practice. Um and then when, once I moved down here, I thought I'd go back to work, but my youngest son needed a little bit of help in school. So I went into schools every, you know, every day I could and worked with the kids on math and reading. You just kind of do what you do for your families. And sometimes it's not what you expect. That's so why I started writing more books. And, it, you know, if I look at all the years I wrote, it doesn't seem like I've gotten much done. But back in the day when I started, um, you basically had to write and then you spent a good part of your time trying to find agents and trying to find editors and going to meetings and um, going to national conferences to meet um, editors and agents. And I, and actually, if you really want to publish with, you know, one of the big houses today, if that's your goal, uh, there may be reasons it is or isn't your goal. And there's plus and minuses with both. Um, then you really need to go that route. You need to put together packages and mail them out. You know, so when I say packages, I, they're email uh, things that you put together and you email out to agents. But honestly, querying, querying yeah, right. the best way to do it, honestly, is not that way. Because knowing so many agents over the years, basically they don't have time to look at them. And at the most, they might have one of their staff look at them if they even have time. But um, 
some will get 250 a day. So, you know, yours is going to never even get looked at unless someone, and what happens often in the publishing world is they come out and say, Hey, we're looking for this kind of story right now. That's it. So the one there, their staff get them in and even they get them in. They're just looking through, hey, if you see one of these, flag it and I'll take a look at it. You know, so that's how it is. But everybody else that day just ends up in the trash bin. So the best way to get to meet an agent or an editor, and you can meet both, is to go to a national conference of some kind. I know the International Thriller Writers does this. The um, Romance Writers of America used to do it. Um, I don't belong to that anymore, but um, they might. Um, is to actually do either an online kind of pitch fest, which is what uh, I think thriller writers had been doing during COVID, or actually go to the um, go to the conference. Um, one of the things I did, and I actually got requests from like four different agents, maybe five that year. I can't remember. It was quite a few. <laughs> is I volunteered to work um, at the uh, conference. It was one that was in New York. So I knew that there would be a lot of agents and editors that come to New York. So if a conference is located in New York, that's your best place to go because that's where most of the publishing happens. Sometimes in California, you might find the same thing, but you're better off in New York. Volunteer, if, if you know, I belong to the national organization, but I didn't belong to that local one, but they were asking for volunteers. And I said, you know, I'd really like to um, help for the agent editor interviews. And why I say that is that you go in and you, you know, you wave at them when their you know, interview is done. It's like, take that person out, next one in. But what happens is somebody decides, you know what, I don't want to talk to an agent. I don't want to talk to an editor today. I'm chickened out. Nobody shows up. So what you do is you say, oh, your person didn't come. And then you just kind of sit there and talk to the person. And then since they're an agent or editor, they say, well, what do you write? And you tell them what you write. And they go, you know, here's my card. Send me your stuff. And that's what happened. And that happened probably out of the, and I think I did get five requests that time. I'd say three of them were just like that. That's and the two so were, smart. Because you, you only can sign up for like one or two of these things. Uh-huh. So, you know, it depends. I can't remember how you do them all. Every And everyone does their editor agent stuff differently. But I mean, that's one way you get through the door. And I, and I did get, I had an agent before because I got one when I, um, my sister was writing some romances at the time. She writes mysteries now, very popular mystery series. So I'll, I'll give a pitch for the Lexi Carmichael mystery series, <laughs> Julie Moffat. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, tell us. <laughs> so um, hers are a lot of fun. Uh, they're a little crazy. They're really meant to be light, but they deal with uh, people that are hackers. I mean, the character in the story used to work for the NSA and, uh, then she gets out and goes with private organizations and that's what they deal with. So it's got all these t- fancy adventures. It's a lot of fun. She's a bit of a geek. So she's, um, you know, doesn't always fit in. And my sister's actually written a spinoff YA series from that too. And it's called the White Knight series, which, you know, knights or the White Knights are the good guys in the hacking. And the <laughs> so that's where that came from. So she's kind of branching out into writing different things then. Um, she's got about 13... 13 books now. She's got another one coming out pretty soon. And those are put out by the first half are put out by Karina Press. And now she's putting them out herself. And she actually has a whole really popular uh, Facebook fan group that, you know, is the busiest group I've ever seen. So she's doing things right (laughs) when it comes to, you know, publicity and all those kind of things too. So you two are like a power, power sister (laughs) in the writing world. Yeah, well, she she's, cool. she writes very fast, but she also is a single mom 
And um, I didn't get a chance to mention before, but she has an um, autistic child. And that's why I wrote Sipo, the character that I had in the other book that I wrote. So, of course, you can't help but put some of those things and lessons learned in some of the stories that you, you know, you write, too. So, And how, how so, about you? Do you write every day? What's your rhythm like? Um, well, I used to. Um, I'm just getting back into that again the last two years. I kind of laid off everything just about. I work kind of doing other kinds of things. I During the pandemic, I don't know why, but I just, I, I sat there doing research and, and working on this one book and it just seemed like it was not going anywhere. And so I was tearing it apart, putting it back together. I've done that about 10 times. I'm still not happy with it, but it's about done. <laughs> and sometimes you just feel that way because you've worked on a book so long, you're just sick of it. So you can't tell if it's any good or not. Last two years have been kind of bad, but now I'm back into, I try to write a little bit every day. Um, sometimes it's just for a couple hours, usually to get somewhere really to really move along faster. You need to write about four hours a day. At least I do, <laughs> but at least I've got the last month I did a, a short, which is about 10,000 words. And so I did it and edited it. And it's now I'm meeting with my critique partners um, this weekend. We're going on a girl's writing retreat. Yay. <laughs> away from everybody up in the woods, uh, on the lake in the woods. So um, we're going to do that. And so I, I would say that the best routine that people seem to have is to pick some time of day to write. If you work, you know, either get up early before work, which for me was just, I'm, I'm not a morning girl, I'm a night girl. So for me, it's like when everyone went to bed is the time I would write. Um, now that I'm getting older, I'm finding that I'm ready for bed too when it gets late, but um, I still stay up late and do, you know, I'll, I'll find other things like I'll work on my cover design or, you know, learning that kind of stuff. But I do, you know, I still try to find about a, at least an hour or two to write. And I'm now getting back into that. And that's what's working for me again. So I'm feeling kind of good. Like, I think I'm back in the swing again, but um, I'm, I had friends say, are you still writing? And you went... Ooh, that hurts. 